welcome to the Ike Packers podcast. Go Pack Go. My name is Alex Ikestead, your host. Pack one against the Bengals in a shank. Go Pack Go. Make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. Please leave a five-star review if you enjoyed the show. We're IKE underscore Packers on Twitter. Welcome back to another episode of the Ike Packers podcast. Wow, was that a weird game. Mason Crosby misses a couple, hits the game winner. We've got everything. Packers, Bengals reaction. I'm with KJ. Let's dive into it. Welcome back to another episode of the Ike Packers podcast. My name is Alex Eichstead. I will be your host. And the Green Bay Packers just knocked off the Cincinnati Bengals 25-22 in Cincinnati in a roller coaster of a game. I'm absolutely shook. I'm feeling all sorts of messed up. It was missed field goals. It was drama. It was heartbreak. It was optimism. It was heartbreak. And we're, we're going to dissect it all. So thanks for joining, Packers fans. I'm joined by my co-host, KJ. KJ, how you feeling? Wow. I mean, I don't know if I've ever seen a football game like that. I'm feeling, like you said, kind of messed up. You know, that was a roller coaster. It was like... You know, Pack had the game uh, in control. Then they let Cincinnati hang around because they settled for a bunch of field goals. And then it was overtime. Um, and, and, you know, Aaron Rodgers worked his magic prior to overtime to give the Packers a chance to win. Crosby, Mr. Automatic, had like a 28-27 yard uh, field goal streak. And then he goes, you know, Detroit Lions a couple of years ago unheard of, but it happens every three, four years, and he just misses three straight field goals it's unbelievable. Four for seven winning, on the day. Winning the game for the Packers. I mean, Packers fans, if you watch this game, your emotions must have just been all over the place. Uh, it was an incredible game. You know, this is why we love football. Ultimately, the better team prevailed. And I'm really excited to get into it. Thanks for having me. Yep, KJ, thanks for joining. I'm just excited to kind of give this live reaction because we're coming to you, Packers fans, right after the game, immediately after seeing this train wreck you know this roller coaster how how would you describe it uh it feels to me like <laughs> like like a movie where you know the superhero gets beat up and he's just dragging you know he's still dragging but at the end of the movie he still ends up prevailing and it feels like the packers <laughs> you know did everything they could to almost lose that game and still won so aaron Rodgers, 27 of 39 344 yards two touchdowns and one interception kj for how many times he was putting in crosby in field goal range how, what did you think of Rodgers' performance today Man, I thought Rodgers could have played better, but once again, he put the Packers in position to win. And I loved your reference right there about the superhero. It kind of made me think of Tobey Maguire in Spider-Man. I forgot which movie it was, but he got beat up pretty bad in one of the movies. And like his spider mask is like torn on the face. So, so, so it's like Tobey Maguire is just like this, you know, nerdy looking dude. He's really Spider-Man superhero. And he was beat up bad. Like whoever the costume designer was, whoever the makeup artist was, really did a good job of conveying that that was almost like Mason Crosby here and he really at the end of the day he got the job done but back to your point about 12 you know 12 missed uh Devontae Adams in the end zone that that could have sealed the game um but he also brought the Packers uh into field goal range with like 20 seconds left and no timeout so he is the magic man his final line 27 to 39 344 yards two TDs one interception 103 rating he did take two sacks not necessarily his fault um he had a strong ground game uh, to support him i think 
excuse me, I think Rodgers really misses MVS right now. Just another guy to take the top off because defenses are queuing in on Devontae Adams. Randall Cobb is not stop him, though. Yeah, you know, just doing his thing, two receptions, 30 yards. They could not have been more clutch or bigger receptions. So so once again, it's it's kind of saying, wow, you know, really good move to bring uh, Rodgers' buddy back, six-round pick, very affordable deal. You know, he's not the number one guy, but it's we've talked about it in weeks past. The How can you not love Randall Cobb after he makes it, a catch like that? Yeah, I thought it was a first down, you know, but Crosby won the game. So uh, Aaron Rodgers... Once again, the Packers are 4-1. and one. It's a results-based business. We're in first place. It's Super Bowl or bust, and we're right on track to get there. Obviously, I expect better of Crosby going forward. You know, that is the story. It's kind of like the conversation keeps reverting back to Crosby. I mean, story of the game. Think about the Bengals kicker celebrating prematurely. I mean, those guys look like <laughs> idiots, man. It was, just, it was like you got the long snapper. Uh, the holder and then and then the kicker just celebrating and then you see the Packers players celebrating behind them. I mean, I wonder what they were thinking. I wonder what they were thinking. It's water under the bridge. Uh, I mean, I can't even believe it. You know, what is Joe really? Burrow thinking? Well, it's almost like how many fans, you know, may not have had the best vantage point of the Cincinnati field goal right there where they're like, I'm just going to look at the field goal kicker to see like his reaction. Like, we did it. We did it. We won. (laughs) And then they didn't. You know, it it was almost even better because they were both doinks. They weren't just like clean misses. They weren't like short or inaccurate. It was like. They were doinks, and those are the most painful if they're your team who has the doink, but they're the most elating if you're the other team who witnesses the doink. I mean, this is a game that came down to the kicker, and ultimately, as rough road as Mason Crosby had, he was better than Cincinnati's kicker. I mean, that's saying something. That's really four for seven from field goal. One for two from extra point. If you're a fantasy owner and you own Crosby, you're like, wow. I mean, he, he had 13 points. I'm not sure what a negative field goal would account to in, in the standard leagues. But, uh, you know, he, he, he did some scoring today. So, so that's kind of funny. Al, what else stood out to you today? Aaron Jones, 14 carries, 103 yards. 57-yard long is where most of them came from. That was a huge, you know, run he had. And I think something that stood out to me is that the Packers weren't converting touchdowns. They were getting deep in the field. Um, but they weren't converting touchdowns like the Devontae Adams bomb, 59-yard mm-hmm. catch from Aaron Rodgers, beautifully like dropped it in the basket, Aaron Rodgers did to Devontae. And Ro- Devontae was tackled within the 5-10 yard line, and the Packers couldn't score the touchdown there. And I think a lot of those um, you know, red zone trips where they didn't come away with seven points hurt. And that was why it was so tight. And uh the Packers should have ran away at this victory. It would have been a big big sore feeling if the Packers had lost this after Crosby had missed multiple and especially on Crosby him getting this redemption kind of can like everyone can wash this clean exactly Um, but like if he had missed and the Packers lost then we'd probably coming on the podcast a little different (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah I just think about the coin toss right the Packers trotted Mason Crosby out there for that overtime coin toss as the captain and it was like you could You're see the away team. I mean, I was feeling, you know, all sorts of ways after this, these highs and these lows at the end of that game. And Joe Burrow was just noticeably more relaxed in that uh, in did that coin toss. What, did you hear what the ref said to Mason Crosby? He says, 
gentlemen, great j- game so far. And Crosby had <laughs> just missed like two straight field goals for the win. And that's oh, the only man. reason he's out there. And I mean, he was like, probably like sick to his stomach out there. Yeah. Missed the call. And then, uh, but he did get the redemption. I think that's really all that matters here. As we're looking at the stats, um, normally we'd probably be gushing over Devontae Adams' game. 11 receptions, 206 yards, a touchdown. He he balled. He was unstoppable. Him and Rodgers had that connection, but it just seems like everything has been overshadowed now by this kicker shootout or shank fest, as you would say, KJ. It was um, a shank fest. You know, that's a great word. It was a have shank fest. Have you ever fest. seen anything like that? I've never seen anything like that. You'd think that something like this would happen in college football, <laughs> and then they would almost, like, abandon the field goal kicking. You know, they would be like, hey, we just got to run it. We're going four-down territory. This is college. Uh, we might not have the quality of kickers as we do in the in the NFL in the highest league in the world in the concentration of only 32 jobs. But it was just – really, I have never seen anything like that. And the only thing that could have made it more crazy – as if it was a playoff game and like the season was being thrown back and forth. Like, can you imagine those fan bases, the Packers and the Bengals, if this was in the playoffs and granted the Bengals are in the AFC. So it's a little different, but imagine if this was a playoff game with playoff ramifications and your season is just flashing before your eyes. Not once, (laughs) not twice, (laughs) not three times, not four times. It just goes back and forth. I mean, This is why we love football. I think everybody's going to be excited to tune in next week because even if you didn't watch this game, honestly, I feel really bad for some of the older folks watching this game because they must have had near heart attacks. You know, like (laughs) our grandpa, for example, uh, he, he, um, you know, he went to Ohio State and, and he was towards the end of his life. His doctor told him, you probably shouldn't be watching these Ohio State football games because it gets your blood pressure too high. It's too exciting, uh, whatever it may be. Just like the, the sheer adrenaline that comes with, with a football game. Like oh, this. yeah. Adrenaline and I can only today. imagine how anybody who didn't have like a super healthy heart today must have just been like going crazy. I mean, like oh. the emotions were running wild. Uh, Devonte Adams had an incredible game. Aaron Jones really, you know, fifty-seven <laughs> you know what yards long. Me of, Cage? What's that? I'm What's sorry that? to cut you off. It's like the scene where you're like getting dunked in water, you know, like two or three times, and then after a while, you're like so numb to it, you're just like, just kill me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> just kill, oh, just end it, you know. Just end it. Like someone just end it. Yeah. Uh, whatever happens in that game, let's move on to next week. But it feels good to be four and one. A game like this on the road. I mean, that's one of those games where I would wonder what the players are going to feel like, you know. Um, but but speaking of the players, we kind of touched base yeah, on the offense real the quick. Uh, Aaron Jones just want to say he kind of hit one of those home runs. I would say he hit a triple, right? You know, the 57-yard run, that's a triple uh, for those of you who like the baseball playoffs. Sweet moves. He was juking. Oh, he man. looked good all game, 7.4-yard average. But even if you take away um, – you know, that long run, he was kind of getting four yards of carry. And he's also just showing how shifty he is. He had four receptions on five targets, reliable weapon in the passing game. Good to see you him. He was also in runs. the passing game. AJ Dillon. AJ Dillon, four receptions, 49 yards, one touchdown, 24 yard long on four targets. AJ Dillon flash in the hands cage. What do you think about, you know, Matt LaFleur actually using him in the passing game? You know, the more film you see in A.J. Dillon, it's like the more you like him. And a lot of Packers fans, a lot of football fans thought that maybe the Packers drafted A.J. Dillon to kind of be uh, 
you know, Aaron Jones replacement. They were going to maybe let Aaron Jones walk because running backs are, it's rare that they get a, a, a high deal. And Aaron Jones got a very team friendly deal, but he also got paid, which absolutely he deserves every penny of that. But it was almost like, okay, now that we have this speed back and we have this power back, they're both very versatile. And the more you see the tandem, the more it just makes sense. And, uh, you know, honestly, that's why Goot's the GM and, and he's a darn good GM. I want to give a shout out to Devondre Campbell on defense. This guy oh has been goodness. one of the most unbelievable pickups he had eight tackles again today five solo tackles a critical interception adrian amos as well you know our safeties were playing really well today darnell savage darn near put out joe burrow for another season you know you didn't see this packers fans go back and watch the highlight darnell savage tackling joe burrow this is textbook, textbook as to why you should slide as a quarterback. <laughs> well, even textbook on the hit from Darnell Savage, everybody was like holding their breath, almost like, please don't get ejected from this. Please don't get a penalty from this. He didn't hit him high. He didn't lead with his helmet. It was a brilliant football tackle. It was a flip Joe play. Burrow in the air. Uh, you know, Joe Burrow was sent to the medical tent by uh, Dar- uh, Darnell Savage, and he went full 21 in that play. He went 21 I mean, Savage in that play. Cage. It's a miracle so Joe Burrow was back in the game. He's tough. So many moments in this game where it's just like that's what added to the excitement of this game. I think, this, yeah. uh, you know, last week against the Steelers, it was a win, but it wasn't really this same feeling in this Packers game, whether it's the Darnell Savage hit, whether it's the big plays to Adams or the interceptions. There was action all over this field today. Um, I actually liked what Cincinnati had in Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. This is my first like, Absolutely. Deep look at Jamar Chase. He finished with six receptions, 159 yards, and a touchdown with a 70-yard long. And he looked really good. And I also thought, you know, I thought the rookie Eric Stokes did a really good job guarding him most of the time. He, you know, put in a full shift on one of the better receivers. And so, Cage, you know, Eric Stokes, what do you think about him? I think he's been phenomenal. I think he's in serious rookie of the year contention. Um, you know, one of the best defensive rookies by far. He had three solo tackles today. He had another pass deflection. You know, could have had interceptions, but really, like you said, Jerry Alexander was out today, and Kevin King isn't exactly the greatest cornerback, although he is very talented. It was good to see him making plays out there. But, you know, Eric Stokes was in college a year ago. He was at Georgia a year ago, and he's going up against the best talents in the world, and he's doing a phenomenal job. You know, honestly, he bent. He didn't break. You know, he gave up some plays, but really, Competed what more all can you game. ask for from this rookie? Yeah. You know, we asked fans what his Madden rating should be. I'm going to see if I can pull that up real quick. <laughs> but it's like, go out there and compete. That's all you're expecting, and he's out there, you know, that beautiful pass deflection early on on that deep throw he's making touchdown saving plays and i think that's a reason why the packers defense allowed less than 30 points the Bengals had a good offense um and i was impressed with joe burrow as well also the two turnovers really helped cage also on the defense i want to give a shout out to the pass rush it looked like dean lowry tj slayton preston smith you know chris barnes there was more complete pass rush today on joe burrow why do you think that was you know preston smith's playing inspired ball i think last year he came into camp a little out of shape and uh you know he paid for it he paid the price whether it's just being a step too slow on a lot of would-be sacks a lot of would-be hits a lot of would-be pressures and i think he worked his butt off in the offseason as he knew that 
it wasn't a given that he would even be back. And when the Packers decided to bring him back and not cut him because he is making a decent amount of money, he's taking advantage and making the most of it, which is really all you can ask for because Big Z has been out. Um, Chris Barnes exploded off the line for a sack. I thought Ty Lancaster had one of his better games in a Packers uniforms. Uh, our linebacking core is playing well. Excited to see what Jalen Smith can bring. This guy averaged 148 tackles the last two seasons. Picked him up from the Cowboys. He had a lot of really, really, really bad tape uh, floating out there about the, uh, in his time this year with the Cowboys. But this guy's only 26 years old. And Rodgers said it best. A lot of times, all it takes is for these guys to get traded to a contender or, or to get signed by a contender, and they just turn on the gas. And you think about Charles Woodson. You think about all the guys that Brady plays with, whether it's Antonio Brown, whether it's Gronk coming out of retirement. You know, like if Gronk was on the Lions, which he almost got traded to a few years back, he would not be the Gronkowski he is today. He's it playing just, inspired he, ball. That's what it exactly. is. He's playing inspired ball. When you believe you can win, you're, you know, you, you go out there and have a different level because you have that belief. And the Packers, four and one, that's a pretty good start following that first game cage of the season. If I'm looking at Matt LaFleur and Joe Barry's job, I'm not totally thrilled. But if you told me I'm four and one, I really have to, you know, kind of tip my hat to the guys. What are your thoughts on the, the new pairing this year and how they're doing? Honestly, it's like you throw out the first game, just like Aaron Rodgers, just like, you know, the defense, everything. The Packer undefeated. We're playing really well. We're, we're pretty much, you know, the best team in the NFL, uh, you know, depending on. A few other teams, you know, maybe you could argue some other teams might be in there, like the Rams, like the Bills, maybe Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, never count them out. But really, the Packers are a Super Bowl contender, and that's right uh, what we thought they'd be. They are who we thought they were. Um, If anything, I think we're more talented than in years past. And I expect the Packers to be playing in the Super Bowl this year. I expect them to be on a crash course versus Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. I honestly think it might be a Packers-Bills. Small market Super Bowl, I think it would be phenomenal for the NFL. Great for the sport. Great for the league. Um, and really, you know, incentivize other small franchises, other small markets around the around the world of sports. Would that be the Milwaukee Brewers, you know, the Milwaukee Bucks? Uh, you know, the Tampa Bay Rays and, and you know, maybe you, you have a few other others in mind listeners, but really that you can compete for championships. And we're dissecting the schedule prior to the year. And, yeah, I think we all thought the Packers would probably be about four and one. I don't really think many people thought they'd be five and oh, but we are four and one. And, you know, we're right where we need to be. First place on track for a Super Bowl. How about you? Momentum rolling. Four wins. You know, can't underestimate that. You know, you have a streak. You have something to fight for. Keep it going. So happy to see just Joe Barry kind of turning around the defense. They looked aggressive. They looked they look like they're making plays and they're they've been injured. You mentioned Jair's been out. He's been without Zadarius Smith all season. Practically. Our best two players the last yeah. two years. I mean, that's not nothing. Just wait till the team gets the full strength. And and. and you Some people have called him the linebacker whisperer. Exactly. And he's got Devondre Campbell looking like an you know, all pro the way he's been playing. He's always in the right spot. That's what I've been noticing about the guy. He's around the football. And uh, that's why yeah. he's got another interception here today. Um, but, Cage, I think now's a perfect time to jump into our segment, Good Packers, Bad Packers, where we point out something maybe a little more specific that was good, and then we flip it and keep it objective and point out something that was not good. Let's just hit me with your Good Packers, Cage. What's that Good Packers for you today? 
Yeah, I'm going to continue the theme, uh, the linebacking group, right? So I'm going to include Joe Barry in there for elevating the play of all of these guys. Chris Barnes looked better than he did last year. He had a sack today. You know, he had six tackles. Devondre Campbell has been a godsend. You know, it's no coincidence that he's playing better in Green Bay under Joe Barry than he was really last year. And on top of that, Preston Smith's playing well. He's getting sacks. Rashawn Gary had another QB hit. He continues to just make an impact week in, week out. And, you know, we don't even have our full-strength linebacking core. So so it's like we're about to add Jalen Smith, a pro bowler, to this. Hopefully he can find that form. We're about to add Zadarius Smith, an all-pro, to this. Hopefully he can get half the sacks we're expecting of him. I mean, I got to shout out the linebackers. I got to tip my hat to the linebackers. The Packers have always had these last few years. We've had a talented secondary, and we have had guys on the line like Kenny Clark and and maybe a few pass rushers, but we've always lacked those great linebacking cores that you see in the Super Bowl, whether it was the Philadelphia Eagles of years past, whether it was, uh, you know, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Levante David, Devin White, guys like that. Uh, you need to have linebackers that play sideline to sideline flying all over the field like they're the middle of the defense for a reason and obviously you know the trenches are super important the secondary is super important in a passing league but really you look at all these great teams they do have great linebackers and Joe Barry's elevating the play of them and the linebackers are rising to the occasion what about you what's your good pack this week I love that about the linebackers. I mean, I just want to say one thing, and this is a little bit of a side tangent, but I, I saw a clip from about Luke Keekley this hmm. week, and it was they were interviewing another player about how good Luke Keekley was, and they, they were saying he could call out almost 60% of their plays. So he would do it pre-snap if he recognized the formation, if he saw, you know, movement. If he knew the play, he would tell everyone what the play was, and then he would, like, blow it up all the time. And uh, if you think about how the middle linebacker and these linebackers, they are so important to a defense. And the Packers, like you said, Cage, they haven't necessarily put the resources into the inside linebacking position. They've gotten mm-hmm. guys on the edge. But if you look at the job that, like, they're doing right now, Devondre Campbell and Chris Barnes, Barnes had a big sack. Devondre Campbell had another great game. They're playing with high energy, and th- mm. that's like what you want to see. You want to see them flying to the ball. So I just wanted to throw that in, but great point on the linebackers. My good Packers, actually, I was going to give it to Randall Cobb, um, and he is just a great guy, great player, um, but I'm going to give it to Devontae Adams, and yep. here's why. Early in the game, Aaron Rodgers actually threw an interception to Chidobe Awuzi who was guarding Adams. Phenomenal coverage. It was a nice pick. You know, it was it was good coverage. It was a nice pick. And at that point, you're like, okay, maybe the, the Bengals got corners that are for real. You know, And uh, you could kind of see that early in the game that they, they did have good-looking corners. But Devontae Adams really flashed why he was a 99. He was wide open times. He was jumping and making soaring grabs. He was getting the ball deep. He was getting it short. He he really just gives you an opportunity to make any play at any time. The end of the game again, Cage, Rodgers goes right to Devontae Adams. It looked like they almost ran the same play that they ran at the 49ers game um, late just getting field goal range. I yeah. mean, Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers are just putting on a clinic. And so I got to give him the love. He really looked good. Over 200 yards, 206 yards. 
you know what I want to say is is a micro uh, good pack, and and I'm not trying to make a huge deal out of this Packers fans, but Kevin King kind of playing in that CB3 role. Like he might have been default CB2 today because Jair was out, but it's almost like the depth chart is shaken up now where it's everyone kind of knows like the order of talent among the cornerbacks. And you saw Kevin King get back in there. He made several nice tackles. You know, he, he played he played like an adequate CB3. And I think if Packers fans view him as, as not a CB1, not a CB2, not the guy that Ted Thompson selected instead of TJ Watt, that was no fault of Kevin King's, you know, if you, if you view Kevin King as a CB3, he played okay. You know, and, and I just want to say that we're going to need a CB3 and we're going to need a CB4 if we're going to go to the Super Bowl and win a and Super hopefully Bowl. hopefully CB1 because, as soon as possible. Yes, I want to say let's all give good wishes, good energy to Jair Alexander, Packers fans. Um, you know, we know that everyone there is supporting him every step of the way. Uh, he's getting a lot of different opinions on his shoulder. And it sounded like it's either going to be a couple weeks or it could be a very, very long time. You know, Jair wants to um, he wants to be out there with his teammates. But at the same time, he's in line for a huge deal. So no one can really fault him for making the best decision for his career. Uh, obviously, we hope he comes back because he's going to be a critical piece for this Super Bowl. But if he's not back, we're going to need Eric Stokes. We're going to need... You know, Kevin King, Kevin King, and we're going to need Sullivan. We're going to need the guys behind him as well. You know, there's still time. Maybe the Packers, they they did bring in another cornerback. So jury's still out. We'll see how he does. Um, But yeah, that's kind of like a micro good pack. So flipping it to the other end of the spectrum, Alex, give us some bad pack today. Bad pack. I mean, outside of just EQ, just blowing a clear block again when he's on the (laughs) field, (laughs) which is just bad, right? Just a body out there. (laughs) He's just a body out there. We need another guy. Send him out. I think for me, it's the offense in the first half. It's not really clicking, and the Packers didn't really go to the run game that much in the first half. Uh, They did score 16 points in the second quarter, so they had a big second quarter, but another scoreless first quarter in which Aaron Rodgers threw an interception. It kind of just coming out slow, giving the Bengals like some life. Uh, I think with Aaron Rodgers, you always wonder if he's going to put a team out like the Bengals in the first quarter because he's been known to do it to teams of this caliber. And today it was kind of not that case. And when they hang in there and the pressure gets tight, then that's when Mason Crosby and kickers you know, start variables come into the game. So I think it was just kind of starting off slow. Um, Cage, what was your bad Packers? My bad Packers, Matt LaFleur's kind of uh, late game decision making. And we saw this last year in the playoffs. We saw it today when he kicked the field goal on third and 15. Obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty, and it didn't work out. Um, if it, if you cross that was overthinking, it, we wouldn't even <laughs> have been, you know, thinking about it. But it's like this is almost something Matt LaFleur has to go back and either run the stats on and just go purely off of analytics or just become better at you know it's it's something that he's a tremendous coach you see the offense uh as he's been here for a few years now just really being creative i noticed like the first drive of the game our plays were awesome i noticed that amari rogers was getting involved in these decoy end arounds we love to see that the decoy Mm -hmm. jet sweeps putting him in motion he's fast and his time is going to come mvs is out you know Rodgers hasn't exactly had a wide receiver two step up. Obviously, Randall Cobb is his like Randall Cobb. Guy. That's what I'm saying. But 
you know, Amari Rodgers is going to have his day at some point in this season. I feel very confident about that. I think LaFleur needs to tighten up his late game decision making because that could be the difference in a game versus Tom Brady in a game in the Super Bowl. And it's just got to be airtight. It's got to be airtight. Yep, absolutely. Thanks for the good pack, bad pack. And now let's go to the fans cage. Let's see what Packers fans had to say. We want to say Ike Packers was absolutely rocking during the game. And shout out to everyone who was on Twitter. It was Twitter a wild, was freezing up. It was going wild crazy. <laughs> game. Yeah, it was freezing up on us. Uh, but we made it through and we had a great time. So thank you to everyone who is tuning in. But Cage, let's let's just start with what the fans had to say um we asked packers fans green bay wins 25 22 in overtime packers fans how are you feeling and let's just read some of the instant reactions uh right off the bat gb packers season says i've lost years of my life i think it was it felt like that gordon says like i need to lay down rachel holly rat says awesome ike packers here in texas they switched over to the dallas game i missed the field goal that they mm, actually made that it. is Dang, brutal. that's brutal yeah hang in there rachel uh paul says don't you love a nervous win hashtag go pack go <laughs> i think it made sunday a little interesting yeah we'll give him that <laughs> okay so i also threw out this tweet this game reminds me of blank right so jay zilla says vikings tie a few years back also there was a road game in detroit a year or two before where mason missed everything definitely conoria says this game reminds me of my anxiety which is also present today hey you ain't the only one <laughs> EJM Golf says, nothing I have ever seen before. You ain't the only one either. MMMYH says, me in a hospital bed after several heart attacks. Hey, I mean, that's probably a pretty accurate description. Zach Steffel Gary says, Farrell. <laughs> play calling. Yeah, read off a few. Gary Farrell says, watching Arsenal and Prem. That's good. I, mean, I imagine that that must be excruciating at times. Uh I think it's kind of one of those things. A lot of people haven't seen it before. They're like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Um, Cage, let's let's find out what fans would have said to Mason Crosby after the game. So, Packers fans, we asked everyone, what would you say to this man? And we posted a photo of Mason Crosby. And we have 188 responses so far in 50 minutes. We're just going to hit some of these. Let's go through it. Bat Brony. He says, thank you, sir. Believe me, the most infuriating moments of this game were not on you. Offense blew multiple opportunities to get TDs while settling for field goals, and I have no idea what they were doing after that interception in OT. Hey, that's a very measured take. Bad Brony, shout to you. (laughs) Michael (laughs) Noel says, elite mentality in clutch. And what MLF did today by trusting him and keep going back to him might get lost all the madness, but that's huge for the locker room in terms of trusting players. Once players know they got the coaches backing, that would go a long way. Man, I mean, talk about nailing it on the head, right? Because whatever Mike McCarthy was not he was not necessarily a player's coach. Like, this guy's a Super Bowl-winning coach, right? You got to give Mike McCarthy credit where credit's due. He's got a ring. He got a ring with the Packers. It's our only ring since Brett Favre. And he was not necessarily known as a player's coach. You know, that's why ultimately he departed, among other reasons. But that's something that Matt LaFleur did bring. Momentum is big with player coaches. Imagine if Matt LaFleur, let's just play, you know, what if game for two seconds. Imagine if Matt LaFleur 
didn't go to Crosby and just said, hey, we can't trust our kicker. We have to go for it on fourth down, every single fourth down. I don't know if the Packers would have won that game. And I think everything worked out as it should. Uh, it felt like you that? just got to keep riding Crosby. You know, it's he's reliable. And he, he deserves it. it. Yeah, he's he deserves won his it. games this year, you know, and, and he's deserved it. Um, and he paid I, it off. He paid if it's it a off. free agent off the street, right, like you, you might probably go to Rodgers. You say, hey, our odds with Rodgers, even on a fourth down, even in overtime, are better than this kicker we just picked up off the street. But Mason Crosby isn't just some kicker we picked up off the street. He's been good enough to be the Packers, who have been good enough to be in the playoffs darn near every year, starting kicker for his entire career. And, you know, I think he deserves our trust. And um, Catherine Quenby says, in Mason, we trust. Dio Murray says, I love you, period. Even in a bad day at the office, he comes through, always comes through for us. Nishan Abraham says, shooters shoot, so keep shooting. That sounds like something Kobe would say. Brewers baseball enjoyer says, got your back 100, win or lose. Rachel Stolberg says, way to hang in there and not quit. Davin Rain says, he's got a gif of, of someone putting up a fist and then smashing their thumb up. I like that one. Al, you got any more? Billy Mitchell says he has bailed his team out plenty before. Today, the team bailed him out for once. I like that. Gave him Dio Murray shots. says, I love you, period. Even in a bad day at the office, he comes through. Always comes through for us. Dio Murray's tweet got 114 likes. I mean, well said, Dio Murray. Angel Face Baby says, still the effing goat, comma, Thanks. 68 likes. I mean, he came through. He's He's the Packers kicking goat. I remember we had Ryan Longwell for a long, long time. Oh, my gosh. Okay, Catherine Quenby literally has a picture here of her uh, her Mason Crosby shrine. It's it's a it's like a bunch of stonework with a nice candle, an autographed (laughs) picture of Mason Crosby about to kick and then a Mason Crosby football card. That's Shout to you, Catherine Quemby. You know, you are a big Crosby supporter. We can see it in the I think pit. Packers fans in general have just shown their support for Mason Crosby. Everyone was riding with him, and he, he paid it off. And I think that's uh, kind of the moral of the story of the game is he's you can win with him. You know, it's not it wasn't Detroit. It was a flashback. It almost seemed like it could have gone there. If the Packers ended up losing, then we'd be really worried about, you know, him going forward. Instead, I'm not worried about it. I feel like he'll be okay. He was missing left. I think he should, you know, be able to work that out, get that aim right. But in Yeah, general, he'll figure that out. Uh, I don't think we have to spend too much time on worrying about Mason Crosby. He's your guy. He's, he's a good kicker, and Matt LaFleur is like, I'm just going to ride him out. And so, Packers fans, thank you for writing in. Um, I think yeah, it's always fun to read time. the responses. Yep. Perfect time to just say we have listeners in 95 countries now, so that is a complete salute to you all. Uh, thank you for tuning into the Ike Packers podcast. We're trying to get to 100. We're trying, We're trying to, get to get to 100. 100. And so the only way we can do that, Packers fans, is with your help. All you have to do is just tell a friend. Uh, you know, if you ever met someone in a Packers bar across the world, if you ever met someone in a Packers bar in your in your hometown and they were from across the world, 
Uh, if you ever went up to Lambo and, and met someone and you may have kept in touch via Facebook or, or exchange numbers or, or however you, you keep in touch, uh, just share the podcast with them. If, if we can get to, from 95 countries to 100 countries listening to the Ike Packers podcast, I will be blown away. I can't even believe we're Me at 95. Too. And it's just special because what this is is a community. It's a community where Packers fans from all around the world, all across the United States and beyond, can come together and vent their Packers takes. They can <laughs> they can have, have banter, anger. They can have banter. They can, you know, support celebrate the team. moments. They can tweet in emojis. They can celebrate. They can just interact with other Packers fans. And it's really special because the overwhelming amount of people in Packers Nation just love this team through and through. And there's no Fairweather fans here. It's uh, it's just just true love. It's true love for the green and gold. It was like true love today. Like, how can you not be romantic about football? Aaron Rodgers said it best. Today was another one of those examples. It's just out of the sports I've been watching recently, I've had some great moments with the Packers. And maybe you feel the same. So... Thank you, KG, for joining the show. Packers yeah, fans, real thank quick, you for tuning real in. Real quick, next week we have the Chicago Bears on the road. They're 2-2 two and two as of this recording. They're currently playing the Raiders. We'll see how that ends up. But really, you know, the Bears' rookie quarterback, Justin Fields, let's unleash that pass rush against them. I expect a win. Alex, what about you? It's in Chicago, but that's close. We're expecting Packers fans to blitz, travel. Blitz, blitz, blitz. Send the blitz. Get Justin Fields rattled. Uh, he's a rookie, and I don't think he's really ready to uh, handle the Green Bay Packers, let alone uh, Aaron Rodgers. So I expect the Packers to get a win, but you never know. Chicago's a competitive team, and he's a, you know, Fields is a competitive guy. I think he's he was great in college, and so he could win. But he's got I'm potential. Not, I don't think it's – I think Rodgers and the Packers are going to roll. That's I, think I think we're going to roll too. We, we have yet to kind of have one of those games where we just kind of – go 42 to, to three or something like that this it's might common. be that one yeah this might be it packers fans this might yeah. be this might be a fun first quarter one more thing i just want to uh mention to our fans that if you're interested in just like big moment sports right like some electric moments um you know we're not saying that all baseball games are like that but we're talking about playoff baseball right now in the ike brewers podcast and it we actually charted top 20 um again so just like the packers podcast was going crazy last year during the playoffs it's playoff season right now for the milwaukee brewers the wisconsin baseball team maybe you're listening to this podcast around the world and you don't have a team well we invite you to come join us on this side and uh, really pull for another small market that very well could win a World Series. So that's called the Ike Brewers Podcast. It's charting on the baseball charts, you know, giveaways going on, autographed jerseys. They're pretty cool. And we have as good a chance to win a World Series as any other team this year. Definitely check that out if you're looking to maybe uh, just get some more high-intensity, um, exciting sports moments in your life. Uh, it's exciting. Next game is on Monday. So check that out. Ike Brewers Podcast. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. We couldn't do any of this without you. Packers forever. Go Pack. Go. Al, take us home. Thank you, Packers fans, for listening. KJ, thanks for joining. We're going to have giveaways coming up, and we're going to be with you next week for the Bears game. It's going to be lit. Thanks again, and until next time, go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.
you enjoyed this episode of the Ike Packers podcast and want to help the show, please subscribe, tell a friend, and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. This is how we can continue to give great value to you. As always, till next time, Packers fans, go, go, go.